Hey, motherfuckers, you're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. Welcome. I'm so happy to see you again. My name is Nate Simpson. I'm your host. Your other host sitting across from me, Kelsey Ann Wacker. She loves you, too. How exciting to see you. Don't speak for me. I don't (laughs) love anybody. She's mad right now. (laughs) Kelsey Ann is mad. Yeah, but I can do anything mad, you know? I'm just that type of bitch. Like, I, you know, I don't have to, like, pause my life to fix being angry. Like, I've lived my whole life angry. So, like, I anything that you can think of doing, I can do that at with my anger at, like, an eight. So you're like the Hulk, is what you're saying. I don't know. Is he productive? Does he get shit done? I've well, never that seen was, those movies. That was his whole thing was that, like, he, they ask him, like, how he, like, can control when he turns green or not. And mm. he goes, like, that's the secret. I'm always angry. Oh, okay. But like, I I just don't understand living your life that way, because it's so, wait, so hard for me to do anything if I'm like feeling mad. You know what I mean? Well, then you're just like a lesser being than me. You know, I'm just more evolved, I guess. But wait, so go back, go back to so. the Hulk. So like, so if he's always angry, then yeah. how? Then what is the switch that makes him turn green and hulky? Listen, I don't understand because the logic doesn't, doesn't make, make sense, sense to me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the, neither does the neither does <laughs> you being angry all the time. You got to live your life. Like you got to keep going. What you you're you're going to stop every time you feel upset? You're going to stop every I time guess you feel so. angry? Yeah, I mean I feel like angry so often that you have to cultivate the skill <laughs> of just going about your day, you know? You're a fighter and not a lover. Is what I'm you're definitely a fighter. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I just, I feel so shitty if I'm angry. You know what I mean? Like it, like I could go about living my life, but then I feel like my life is shitty, but you don't feel that way. No, you feel like, no. oh, I, now here's what I understand. I think I'm understanding you here. You feel righteously angry. Well, is you that have right? to, like, it's not, it doesn't always begin righteous, mm-hmm. but in order to maintain the lifestyle yeah in order to maintain your day like you do have to tap into this sort of righteousness right you gotta find a way yeah find a way to flip it on to righteous anger interesting and that way sustainable (laughs) you know but why yeah it's just make the anger romantic like romanticize the anger make it make it palatable for you somehow, right? Like, I think you're describing exactly the method that Fox News uses to keep itself in business. That tracks. Uh, so yeah. you're, what you're describing that goes on in your own psychological landscape mirrors essentially what Fox News is doing to its viewers, which is just keeping them feeling, and MSNBC too, keeping them feeling righteously aggrieved so that they can have like a sense of purpose. You know, it's not far off. Right? Yeah. So the, their anger is tied in to a, a sense of purpose. A greater sense. Because otherwise, it's just otherwise, senseless anger. Otherwise, then shit just sucks. Yeah, But that's the, li- that's the world that I live in. I just look around and I go like, oh, th- things fucking blow. Like, Why? and there's you nothing I can do about it. logic your way out of that? You can't like... Well, it's not exactly logic. It's your feeling your way <laughs> okay, out of it. Okay, fine. Right? You can't decide to tether your anger to something meaningful to some sort of psych to some sort of like yeah emotional guidepost that yeah. could like yeah like if you're you can even tie that to a person i'm not saying right. you should but like you know you could just be in a fight with someone even even though they don't know and and at least <laughs> your anger so has like a direction though, <laughs> i know i'm a little psycho whatever no no i mean listen i appreciate it because i i when i'm 
feeling the way that you're feeling, like I feel debilitated. So I can't, like I couldn't do anything. I have to stop and like think about it and parse it out. And it keeps me from like doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, grow up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Listeners, you can tell she's mad at me, right? (laughs) Um, I have, I was thinking before we started recording, before we got into whatever happened, I don't even know what happened, by the way. Like, it just fucking, it just happened that way. Like, I don't know, I did something and you didn't fucking like my attitude. (laughs) So? So I don't even know what I said. So, but I don't know, like now, I, I mean, we're getting along right now. When we came back from Italy once, we were going through customs back in the U.S. at yeah. like LaGuardia or something. It's true. And Nathan said that I didn't enjoy Italy because I have an attitude problem to the TSA <laughs> agent. And he said, I can tell. That sounds <laughs> yeah, about right. He did. And I was like, excuse you. <laughs> um, and then he said, first of all sign this apparently my passport was like unsigned i had just gotten a new passport oh that's hilarious he was like this isn't even filled out and i was like oops <laughs> <laughs> and i was like but you still ganged up on me and he was basically like get out yeah, of my line did. before i actually have we a problem did. with you and i was like we became the kens we became the kens from the barbie movie you did we got together we were like sup bro you did. We did. We had. We had. Um, you like bitches be like. Ha-ha-ha. We did. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's like <laughs> old like, school damn. misogyny. It was. It's fun. It's fun to just go like chick shit. Am I right? <laughs> and he was like so ready to jump on board that train. <laughs> we probably both know better than to do that, but it's just such a guilty pleasure, you know. It's just so fun. And you both allowed each other to go there. Yeah, you know? we did. You we allowed did. the safety. The real reason that you didn't enjoy yourself in Italy was because you were sick to your stomach the whole time because you were pregnant with our daughter. Yeah, and it was like that horrible first trimester shit where you're just like. Ugh. Yeah, but I literally got. I to- can only eat peanut butter. He was like, "Did you enjoy yourself in Italy?" And you were like. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, because she has a fucking attitude problem. Am I right? <laughs> uh, all right. By the way, we loved the Barbie movie. What Both a of joy. us. Honestly, like, it was sort of like an optical feast. Like, it was just so yeah. visually pleasing, so visually exciting. Yeah. It was, you could tell Greta Gerwig watched, like, Singing in the Rain a bunch of times before uh, making that movie. It was so inspired. And, like, every time I thought, ooh, ooh, they're going to go, like, too messagey right here. They're going to, like, try to shove some sort of message down my yeah. throat right now. It would pivot. Like, right. it never really got to that point where I was like, ooh, don't tell me how to think and feel, please. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. she wouldn't. Like, I love Greta Gerwig. I love, yeah, Everything she's a really grown-up type of filmmaker. Yeah, she is. Everybody's all fucking pissed off about it, though, on the internet. Why? I don't know. Apparently, you're supposed to either hate it or, like, think it's, like, transcendent feminist, like, literature or think it's, like, man-hating, like, like soul-crushing, like, um, I don't know, oh woke bullshit. You have to be an actual baby brain to think that that movie was... Well, you have to be a baby brain to think the movie was, like, anti-man. Yeah. And then you have to be, like, an adolescent brain to think that the movie was, like, some hero feminist, like, message. Yeah, totally. I it's think a both f- of those takes are it's incre- incredibly elementary. Yeah, it's a fucking movie about a toy. Yeah, but it's, like, just a good movie. It was it's written fun. well. It was executed well. It's fun. Yeah. It, it made me... Honestly, I cried through the whole movie. You did. You love. I cried you love the that whole stuff time. that deeply touches your soul. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, I don't just like girl musicals stuff. or anything, though. It wasn't. No, no. I mean, like, just it is pure, unadulterated, like pink, rainbow, sunshine, like Mattel yeah. Barbie. I mean, yes, but I was also it's crying about like. Oh my god, I'm like gonna cry right now. I was crying about like two things in particular. One being like, oh my god, three things. One being the mother daughter stuff that yeah. really got to me, obviously, because I just gave birth to a daughter. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Um, and then just the experience of like being a girl and growing up yeah. and Barbie having to do that in reverse. Like Barbie finding out what it was like to be human. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Yeah. It's so, yeah. It's so it's so bittersweet it to be is. a human and it's like she chose to go through that. Yeah, right. Even though she could just live in a perfect world, she chose Yeah. the harder thing cuz it was more meaningful. I think it's so beautiful and then <laughs> I was also crying because I was like I'm Ken. I'm Ryan Gosling's Ken. Like I I also like identified with his journey of like going like no one pays attention to me. Like no one loves me. Uh. I'm just going to go hard, bro. Listeners, we've had the full spectrum of emotions already on the podcast. I yeah. hope you're strapped in. Um, yeah. The it just showed the Barbie movie netted like three times its budget, yeah. right? Its budget was like 150 million or something like that. Like, it's already made like 450 million dollars yeah. worldwide. I mean, it just goes to show you like it's their characters. They're a really well written character is something that you can watch and say yeah. and identify with, regardless of whether they represent you or not. Yeah, of course. And it was like the classic hero's journey, which yeah. I loved. And, and so was, does everybody else. It's it's, it's the, the most best fundamental human story. story. Yes. It is. It's just it's just good, clean fun. That's it all. is. Yeah. And your if, mom on that Fox News tip, by the way, yeah. to bring it around yeah. to what we were talking about before, uh, had not seen the movie. Um, but kept telling us whenever we would talk about it, she kept telling us how it was like so demeaning towards me. And, and like, she's like, was, you're not gonna like it, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I don't think it's like gonna it's gonna be, gonna be really bad to you. Like it's a really mean movie to you. We and were I was like, like, no, dude. No, <laughs> unless you think that I'm Ken, who is a fucking dipshit. You know <laughs> what I mean? But Ken wins in the end too. They all, everyone gets what they want. Yeah, in the they end. learn to work together so in sweet. harmony. And also, if you if you're watching it through a political lens, you're doing your whole life wrong. Well, yeah, and you you're gonna hate it. You can't enjoy one single fucking thing and not yeah, a, like that's tie it to your political identity. Yeah. Oh, you've lost the plot, buddy. Oh, like, dude. Well, that's that's you might what, as well just stop enjoying everything. That's exactly what I'm saying. If you're like an MSNBC or a Fox News, like you know, if you have that IV drip going on, yeah, you have been trained to look at everything politically, which Can't means we just that you've enjoy been a trained. Pleasure? Can't yeah. we just enjoy being at the movie theater and saying hi, Barbie, to no. the other girl dressed in pink? Absolutely like, God damn not. It. No, if you have a political ideology that's that ingrained that you've become that like attached to, addicted to, yeah. then you've essentially been trained to fucking hate everything. Yeah. You're motivated by fucking rage and hatred and you're all look- the time. That, and that also means you're looking to get messaged yeah. to. You're looking to be hit over the head either with something that you agree with or don't agree with. Exactly. And everything you can't enjoy it if you don't agree you. with it. Yeah, you're designed to get irritated by everything. And actually, it's just... And even when you when you enjoy something, it's because it acknowledges that the thing that you hate is irritating. Yeah, and it congratulated you for having the correct opinion. Yeah, and for being irritated. I don't irritated. think the Barbie movie does that on either side. No, God, no, no. Yeah. You, I mean, you, like it's 
it is objectively pro women, but it's also pro men. It's saying like, hey, can we fucking figure work out a together? way to work together? Yeah. Yeah. And like make up for each other's shortcomings. If there is literally any message in that movie, yeah. It it's is that, that being a girl kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, being a girl is hard, but so is being a guy. Mm-hmm. And they're hard for different reasons. And, and it sucks to be ignored. And it sucks to be ignored. Yeah. yeah. That's and a good treated one. as like lesser than. And yeah. that neither n- neither side should be doing that to the other neither one. Neither side should be doing that. And that we should not rule over one another. It shouldn't be men rule over women or women rule over men. Yeah. We should figure out how to like both have power and live together and, and acknowledge that each other is meaningful. That If there's a message in the movie, then that's it. Yeah. But people don't want that to be the message because it's no, too simple. And it's, it's not too, irritating enough. It's not irritating enough. Yeah. Yep. Because it's something that literally everyone should be able to agree with. Anyway. Speaking of ideology. Yes. Let's get into some Florida shit. Let's do it. So are you aware of a an institution by the name of Prager University? No. So Prager University is this sort of like it's run by this, it's like a think tank, Mm -hmm. like run by this guy named Dennis Prager, who's this like conservative, um, I don't even know what you would call him, like ideologue. I don't know if he, I don't think he's a professor or a doctor of anything, but like he's, he's just this ideologue and he's founded this thing called Prager University, which is like an, uh, it's like a YouTube video factory um, for like reactionary conservative online thought. Okay. (laughs) And they've been pumping out videos on like how like being woke is actually the new fascism. And they've been doing that since like 2016, What right? is this obsession with everyone calling everyone else a fascist? Oh, it's just like the easiest thing that you could say to totally shut down somebody else's I mean, I guess, yeah, it's view, like calling you know I mean? someone a Nazi, same thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, the same okay, thing. It's like, conversation okay, conversation well, over then, I guess. Then you can't fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't even have a conversation with somebody who's a, an honest-to-God fascist. Yeah. But that's the thing. So um, that's what they do. Um, notably recently, uh, they've started making like children's material, like material for kids. Like, um, imagine the PBS age range, like five through 12, right? Um, so they famously, notably recently have released a couple of videos where, um, Christopher Columbus is like, they're talking about like Christopher Columbus and his impact on history and everybody knows now, right, that, you know, they used to teach back in the, like, 1950s and 60s or whatever, like, way back when, they used to teach Columbus discovered America. And he came over on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa, Santa Maria, Maria, and he found this continent when he was searching for India. And mm-hmm. how great is that? And nothing happened, and America rocks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, everybody knows now. Since then, they've started teaching kids, well, actually... Columbus was kind of a fucking asshole because he came over here and enslaved an entire island full of Indians and made them like, like forced them into the the most grueling, torturous labor possible, which was like breaking their backs on sugar plantations, you know, dying from exposure to the sun and like cutting their hands off and like raping their wives if they refused to work or whatever, you know, like he was a bastard. And everybody knows that. But so PragerU has made some educational material for like young children recently that features an animated Christopher Columbus talking about 
slavery and how you have to think about slavery in context. Everybody did slavery all across the world, including the Indians that he enslaved on the island of Hispaniola. Well, yeah, of course it's true, but it doesn't make what he did awesome. No, and the phrase that they used um, was that in the time period when Columbus was doing this, that it was quote no big deal, right? Whoa, (laughs) which is actually not true. People in Spain like learned about how the way Columbus was uh, running his uh, his operation over Mm -hmm. in the West Indies. And they fucking thought he was a monster in Spain in the 1500s. In the context. Exactly. exactly. In the context. You know, it's funny. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, obviously being taught that. American history starts there, blah, blah, blah. I literally think that I was taught. And I remember actually Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. that Columbus discovered America. Right. Yeah. Like, I was that, like, Eurocentric in my context. Well, I mean. I literally thought that, That's what they tell you. That like, oh my God, there was all this land that no one had ever seen before. Right. That like no one had ever touched before. Right, exactly. And someone was like really brave to like go across the seas and just like see what they could find. And right. they got there and they were like, I discovered this. Yeah. Well, then how did you understand the concept of Native Americans? Like who were here first? I Maybe cognitive You just dissonance? didn't even think about I, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I did go to religious school, so I don't think they went yeah. like above and beyond to go like, by the way, the Native Americans like were already here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I remember that, like thinking he discovered it, like literally. Yeah, right. When actually he wasn't even the first European to touch down. I know, like there I were know. Vikings who came here like four hundred five hundred years before that. But anyway, um but anyway, so Prager you created this little video and it's so alarming too because it's like you know primary colors and like oh, cartoons yeah. and stuff Ooh. um so there was another one there was another video that they made that had an animated frederick Douglass um telling kids quote i'm certainly not okay with slavery but the founding fathers made a compromise to achieve something great the making of the united states end quote Whoa. So the whole point of this little like anecdote that I'm sharing with you is that PragerU videos are now used as educational materials in public schools in Florida. Under Ron DeSantis, the, no. bo- the, board of, the Florida Board of Education voted to allow the use of these PragerU videos in history classes in f- the state of Florida. Wow. So these little like talking cartoons with like, neoconservative reactionary ideology are being used literally as teaching tools. Bro, we got to get him out of here. In public schools. Yeah, we, we do. Get him out of here. It's there, fucking insane. I mean, like, he's a presidential deadbeat for sure, but, like, I'm talking about just my precious state of Florida. We got to get him out of here. By the way, but listeners... But Florida wants him. I know, I know. So I was getting my nails done with my mom in Florida maybe mm-hmm. two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I thought that, like, we usually don't make a point to talk politics because mm-hmm. we like you know disagree on some stuff um so i usually try to avoid it but i brought up that Ron DeSantis said that um slavery was beneficial for some black people and i thought right. that was like totally innocuous like i, I thought well, that that was in like the headlines for like weeks well yeah and i thought it was like something that i could bring up because like it's obvious like it's obvious to everyone that that's, that that's a the stupid wrong thing, fucking to, thing say. to say yeah, uh-huh. um 
And even my dad, I brought it up to my dad and he was like, yeah, he's got to switch gears. That's not it. Like, that's not the way to go. Um, you know, which isn't him yeah. saying like, you know, I, anyway, my dad's enough about my dad. But anyway, it's a more nuanced response than my mom had. She started yelling in a silent nail salon. In a public it was place. Yeah. Silent in With a public place. No music place. playing. No other conversations. Nothing. Yeah. One other uh, like patron. Yeah. And then just the people who worked there who were like bent over our feet. Yeah. Like it's not a good like no, situation. No, the optics are terrible on this. And she's like yelling at me and she started crying. And she was like, he did not. People are twisting it. Like it's one line in a, in a book that's used. And I was just like, oh, I'm blindsided by this. Yeah. Like I had no idea you were going to be this emotional about it. Right. And she... And I wanted to like, okay, we'll get off of it. We'll get off the subject. Yeah. And she couldn't let that she happen. Couldn't leave and it she alone. just yeah. kept like she Man. kept crying. And like I think she thought that the people doing our nails also didn't speak English very much. <laughs> and it was hilarious because the woman doing mine literally mm-hmm. would like guffaw and laugh at some of the stuff that like yeah, either one of us was saying. Like, she was like actively listening. Well, she's a part of your conversation. Yes, she's, she's right two there feet from she, you. Yes, she's holding my hands. Yes, exactly. Um, but it was just funny that my mom kind of like made that assumption. I could tell by like her volume choice. Yeah, that and, like, she thought that they weren't topics. capable yeah. of understanding what was being said. But in yeah. her defense, yeah. the next day, mm-hmm. we had all gotten drunk. And then the next day in the morning, I was getting my coffee. She came mm-hmm. up to me. She said, um, she was kind of looking at the ground. She was yeah. like, I just want to say that I did some more research and I did read an article and I did actually see what Ron DeSantis said and he did use the word beneficial. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's great. I was like, see, I, I love, love your that. Mom. That I is love the your cutest mom for thing that. ever. I she's was a so grown up. She that. showed some contrition when she was actually wrong. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Like, Damn. But that's the thing. The like his voter base, who yeah. is it? It's not actually like families, people who are living and working and growing up in Florida. No, it's my mom who's like it's retirees. retiree age, even though she works like crazy. I'd say it's not even your mom. I'd say it's people from other states who've mm-hmm. moved down to Florida because they see it as, you know, partly through Ron DeSantis' culture war. Um, right now, as all the baby boomers are retiring, yeah. they're deciding to move to Florida because they see it as aligning with their cultural values right. that they bring in from whatever other corner of the Wait, that's nation. so true, because they could retire to California, but, like, that yeah, or Arizona. Arizona. Exactly, And that's, like, yeah. that, like, border conflict, and yeah, they're, like, right. they're afraid of Mexican people. Right, exactly. They could retire to a different fucking country. There are entire enclaves of people living in Mexico. I mean, it's mm-hmm. embarrassing, and it's mm-hmm. shitty, but there are entire enclaves of fat Americans who've retired to Mexico because of the... Because of the... Uh, Low cost of living. Exactly, yeah. Ah. The, the distance that a dollar will go down ah. there. Um, that don't, you know, they live in private walled communities yeah. and like don't speak Spanish and don't interact oh, with it. Sad. It's bad. But like those people who are moving to Florida could choose to move down there. Right, right, right. But they move to Florida because they see it as a center for their ideology. Wow. Yeah, totally. And so Ron DeSantis is appealing to them, not to the, the parents of high schoolers totally. or the parents of children yeah. Or to the teachers or to the children themselves. Like, those are an afterthought. Wow. He's appealing to the, like, Trump flag waving boomers who are coming there from other parts of the country. That's and that's incredible. why Florida is such a weird, like, standout state in terms of all this. Yeah. 
by the way, his presidential campaign is fucking dead. Yeah, it's so dead. It's not going anywhere. Donald Trump, who literally is going to go to probably going to stand trial like three or four times before the presidential election in 2024. It's still more fucking popular. Way by a more. landslide. Yeah. Way more. It's insane. There's a chance that he'll win the presidential election while in an active trial. Like while yeah. being tried by a jury. Uh, wouldn't that be funny? It would be funny. Um, I'm, I'm down for a good laugh. The whole situation is laughable. The whole political system's laughable. So why not yeah. just laugh at it? Um, I'm sad to hear about PragerU, but I'm going to tell you something that's a little less serious. <laughs> Please. Florida woman doused herself in Mountain Dew to erase DNA after killing roommate in Daytona Beach. Holy shit. <laughs> hmm. Daytona Beach, Florida. A Volusia County woman suspected of killing her 79-year-old roommate. Oh, Jesus. Doused herself in soda in an attempt to erase possible evidence from her body. I mean, <laughs> if there was a substance, like a commercially available substance that I think could destroy, dissolve, or rearrange one's DNA. I would assume Mountain Dew could do the trick. Diet Mountain Dew, though? Diet Mountain Dew's even Same. crazier. Even it's even, even worse. Even more rife with chemicals. Exactly. I'm sure we all remember um, like the science experiment in every elementary school where like, mm -hmm. you eroded some sort of metal in uh, Coca-Cola. Um, there, uh, there was one science experiment in my elementary school where somebody used their baby teeth that had fallen out and <gasps> put them in like in like Coca-Cola oh, no. and watch, you could watch the teeth dissolve. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, woo. Okay, so she poured Diet Mountain Dew all over her body. Nice. When uh, police told her they were going to collect, oh, wow. So the police were already there. They told her that they were going to collect DNA from her as part of the investigation. And yeah. then she started frantically pouring Mountain Dew all over her body. Wow. Wow. Her DNA was She's later like, wait, found. Uh, uh, hold on. Hold on just a second, okay? <laughs> on the handle of a bloody knife. <laughs> found lying next to the victim's body at the uh, Daytona Beach home they shared. Jesus Christ. How old was this woman? Does Nicole Max, 35. 35? Yeah, she has wow. no business having a 79-year-old roommate. Obviously, this was all going to go terribly Haywire. Wrong. Yeah, it's um, a very disorganized situation to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So she's booked on first-degree murder, tampering with evidence. <laughs> yeah. And resisting arrest. And being sticky. Being fucking a sticky little hoe. A sticky little She's bitch. A, she, by the way, I'll just describe her. She is a white lady with very thin lips and very thin eyebrows. Yeah. You know the kind? Overly <laughs> sure dyed black hair. Like, uh -huh. she's probably a brunette of Crispy, some sort. Yeah. But it's like, just jet black. Yeah. Um, And a lot of neck tattoos. Like, one yeah. that goes across the entire neck. That's like some sort of phrase that I can't read. But it's, uh Wow. Aren't She's you, making statements. Are you fucking astounded how mainstream neck and face tattoos yeah, have I become? Am. I really am. I know I recognize this might be like sort of a passe talking point, but like every time I see a, a young celebrity with face tattoos, I go, Jesus. I know. You know, I just associate that like I know tattoos used to have stigma no matter where they were on your body. But like a face tattoo, I literally immediately look at you and go like, oh, you're like a degenerate like killer. Like yeah. you belong in prison. Like regardless of whether you're just like a, an innocent pop star. I know. But it's just it's insane how prevalent that's become. I know. But I guess we sound like an older generation talking about tattoos. Yeah. Period, back in my know? day. 
Well, I mean, it was only bikers and pirates, or whatever. <laughs> exactly, and murderers in and Daytona murderers. Beach. Yes. Okay, I have a Florida man for you. Give it to me. Man says, Florida man says, hookah smoking caterpillar sent him on a liquor store forklift rampage. <gasps> a hookah, I mean, this is a New York Post, so it's going to be pretty salacious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's get into it. A, fl- a hookah smoking caterpillar told him to do it. That's the explanation a Florida man who initially identified himself as Alice in Wonderland provided to police after allegedly using a forklift to inflict $128,000 worth of damages on an under-construction liquor store in Crestview on Saturday. I was Alice in Wonderland the other day. I was out for just a walk, an evening walk, Uh and I saw a bunny... And I just followed it. Like, I I literally followed the bunny wherever the bunny was going. And then after, like, five minutes, he ducked somewhere that I couldn't go. He went under a dumpster. I was like, I'm Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) Anyway, so was he. That's very sweet. That's that's girl stuff. This is the boy version of Alice in Wonderland. yeah. Um, He later identified himself as Matthew Horace Jones, 32 years old, of Freeport, Florida, according to a Facebook post by the Crestview Police Department. Jones allegedly broke into the fenced-in construction site on the north side of the Ferdin Boulevard South store and using a JCB extendable forklift parked at the job site with apparently the keys in the ignition, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> destroyed the building under construction, which will be attached to the main store, the department said. Jones also damaged a fire hydrant and a two-inch water meter valued at $3,200 and was spotted by witnesses throwing cinder blocks off the scaffolding in the construction zone. In all, the building's contractor estimated losses at $128,000, including $40,000 in scaffolding and other materials and a $15,000 forklift, police said. Jones was ultimately stopped at gunpoint and arrested after aiming the forklift at responding officers. (laughs) Death by forklift. That's an intense suicide by cop right there. Yeah. I mean, a forklift. I mean, what are you going to do with a forklift? That shit can only hit like 10 miles per hour, I feel like. Well, is that the same as like a bulldozer? No, a forklift. Like, oh, ima- I'm imagining you know, both, but yeah. I thought it was the same thing, kind of. A forklift is, I mean, I don't know what the technical definition of a bulldozer is. I kind of imagine them the same. I imagine them as like these, like, these tanks that have a guy sitting in them, and then they have like a crane. They don't both have cranes. A bull- Well, a bulldozer could be a bunch of different things. It could be like a backhoe. Hmm. Or like, you know, like it could be, um, what do you call those ones that have the um, the big shovel on front, like oh, the sure. wildcat or whatever? Yeah, like for snow, for like shoveling snow? No, a, bull- a bulldozer is like used for like... Bulldozing? Yeah. <laughs> well, like moving large amounts of objects from like debris from one area to another. Right. Like, you, um, bulldozers could have like a big like scoop. They could be like a, a yeah. I'm know, imagining shovel. that they both have the big scoop, and I guess that's a where forklift I'm going wrong. is like. Think about okay, you're in Costco or like a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. And you have a wooden pallet. A forklift, it's it is like a little car that you mm-hmm, sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but and the, it raises the, the function pallet, is but it's like yeah, a crane. it's got like a little thing. There's no crane. Yeah, it is. That no, little there's thing like a that thing lifts? that like lifts up and down. All right, I'll have to go to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Get my dollar fifty hot dog. <laughs> I can't believe this discussion that we're having. 
Yeah, so a f- I mean, a forklift is just like a little, like, it looks like a go-kart, and it's got a fork on the front, and it lifts stuff up and down. <laughs> okay, that was a good explanation, thank you. But the the point that you're making that's sort of frazzling, frying my brain right now is the Venn diagram between bulldozer and forklift, and what is... In the middle. Is it in the, is it, does it overlap? I don't middle, know. In the middle, there is... A, is a machine that someone drives that has an attachment on it that picks things up, whether it's shoveling or lifting. It's the shovel versus you're, lift distinction. You're right. This is like when you get into that argument, like everything is either a soup or a salad, right? Right, yeah. Like... Wait, a soup or a salad? Right, like... What's a sandwich then? Sandwich is a salad because it's just like a... Com- like a Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, because it's like, okay, because it's not liquid? This is the deep philosophy oh, wow. conversations that we, <laughs> sure. that we get into on this program. Um, le- Okay, let's say the ocean. Ocean is a soup. Sure, right? but... But listen, land is a salad. You could do anything is a salad or a sandwich because a, a soup is just a hot salad, which is a warm salad. Made of liquid? Yeah, it's a liquid. A soup salad. is a salad made of liquids. That's yeah. hot. Yeah. Okay. You just take salad ingredients and you liquefy them. Tell me that's not a soup. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's usually in a soup like? Or a salad is a soup made of leaves. All right. <laughs> this is one avenue we should not go down. Damn, dude. Too complex. Okay. I have another Florida man. Florida man sprays women with roach spray. And breaks out the nunchucks over their loud music, cops say. So one guy's fascinated by roaches and one guy's fascinated by caterpillars. Right, that's right. One guy's into caterpillars, the other guy's into roaches. Okay. Um, In Daytona Beach. Oh, shit. In Daytona Beach, a Florida man has been accused of spraying his neighbors with roach spray and attempting to use nunchucks on them, hitting himself in the head instead Mm. over a loud music complaint, court records say. Larry Darnell Adams, 61 years old of Daytona Beach, is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon (laughs) and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, according to Volusia County court records. A charging affidavit filed by a Daytona Beach police officer states that the officer was called to a disturbance around 1.15 in the morning Monday at Adams' apartment building where he spoke to five alleged victims, all women. According to their statements, two of the women were sitting in a car listening to music to celebrate one victim's 18th birthday. <laughs> two of the other women, who were related, stepped out of their apartment and asked the women in the car to turn the music down. The fifth woman was nearby in the parking lot. As the women talked, Adams came out of his apartment and became verbally combative with the women. He was like, five women in one parking lot? Hell no! Exactly. The victim stood their ground as the defendant cursed and made various threats, one time threatening to air it out, the document states. The woman took the slang as the threat that he would shoot them with a firearm, the officer wrote. As the argument continued, Adams pulled out a can of roach spray, sprayed the woman in their faces and bodies with the pesticide. So he just had it on him? Yeah, I guess so, in his back pocket. You gotta be packing. Says something about his living situation, don't you think? Yeah. Um, Adams then threatened the woman with a set of nunchucks, which apparently he also just had on him. The officer wrote, the woman believed him after being sprayed with the bug spray, the document says. Adams used the martial arts weapon to strike the vehicle where the women had been listening to music. When the nunchucks inadvertently struck the defendant in the forehead, the defendant then threw the nunchucks at the car, the officer wrote. Wow. The car was not damaged, in case you were <laughs> Just wondering. his forehead. 
Um, Adams himself called 911, as did one of the other victims, and a man who witnessed at least part of the incident. The witness told investigators he saw Adams spray something, which is roach poison, at the women, as well as one woman holding up a chair in front of her to block the spray. Like a fucking low-budget WWE match. She just had a folding chair. He had roach spray and nunchucks. This shit is crazy. Daytona Beach is fucking nut like it's just a bunch of nut jobs live in Daytona Beach, I guess. Would you corroborate that? I would corroborate. You definitely say that the the Florabama Shore, like permanent residents of the Florabama Shore the are Daytona oh honey, Daytona is not the Florabama Shore. It's not? No, but it's wild nonetheless. Isn't it's, it in the panhandle? No. Where's Daytona? It's like um it's like on the Atlantic side. Kind of up north, but like between maybe like oh, it's on the east Jacksonville coast, Jacksonville and like New Smyrna, like it's in between. Oh damn! Well, yeah, t- yeah. Well, there you yeah. go. You listen to this program to learn about Florida, folks, and so that's a what we're all doing. Geography lesson today. right here. Yeah, they have the biker rally every year. They have <laughs> they do like Sturgis. Yeah, like Sturgis, but it's the Daytona Daytona Beach bike, biker rally, bike, bike show, week. motorcycle bike week is what it's called, man yes. parade, the motorcycle <laughs> yes. man parade. Exactly. Um, I have one more Florida man for you. That's also where Girls Gone Wild got started, by the way. It was Daytona, Daytona Beach. Beach. Yeah. That tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. Spring break. Spring break. Everybody kind of goes down to Daytona there. Beach for spring break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we talked about that on one episode. There was that movie like in the 1940s or 50s or whatever. And it was like, it just sort of like fabricated this idea that everybody goes down to Daytona Beach for spring break. And then because of the success of that movie, people started doing it in real life. And they've been doing it ever since. I know, I love that, because Florida's always selling itself. And they've been shaking their titties and doing tequila shots. Ever since. Ever since. Okay, last Florida man. Florida man posed as veterinarian, operated on pregnant dog, that later died, authorities say. Whoa, wait a minute, wait. There's a connection here between that guy and Dr. Love Robinson. Because, listen, they both pretended to be doctors. Yeah. Who, who, um... Uh, not operated on in the case of Love Robinson, but who Did put procedures. their services upon pregnant. The- <laughs> His thing was yeah. pregnant women. They lent their services to the cervixes, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. They offered cervix service. So what's service. the Venn diagram between wanting to deal with OBG specialties yeah, yeah. and also posing wanting as to a, pose as a physician. Posing as a physician and being obsessed with vagina parts. I would say the the circle that both of those fit into is the state of Florida. We or just found. creep. Yeah, creep. Well, that's there's another Venn diagram between creep and Florida. Definitely. There's that's, there's an unbroken really chain. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of Venn diagrams <laughs> we could get into, but we need to we need to keep ourselves focused. I'll, let me get into this article. Um, in Collier County, Florida, a Florida man is in custody and accused of posing as a veterinarian and performing surgery on a pregnant dog that later died. The Collier County Sheriff's Office arrested 61-year-old Osvaldo Sanchez on Friday. Great name. I kind of love that name, yeah. Sanchez is accused of performing an illicit cesarean section and spay procedure on a six-year-old chihuahua named Sugar. After the surgery, Sugar got an infection became ill. So it wasn't because the surgery was done wrong. So apparently he he's, did successfully cut open Sugar's he's belly. He's natural. He's, yeah, exactly. Or he's done this before. The owners took Sugar to an emergency pet care facility where staff noticed that the incision from the operation 
was closed with string or thread rather than medical sutures. Detectives learned that while Sanchez was not a licensed veterinarian, he was a licensed pet groomer. Right, same thing. He was a hobbyist. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's all, that's all Wait, I've got. Wait, so how did this family, like, they just were getting their dog groomed? I'm just trying to imagine Dude, I don't how know. this that's happened. That's a great question. And then they were like... Yeah, you can do a C-section on our dog. Like, yeah. go ahead. Like, he just offered to. Or, he was like, I noticed your dog Or he, like, adver- advertised on, like, you know, online. He made, like, a, a Yelp, like, profile for, like, his, you know, veterinary services. And then yeah, they like drive doing, like, up, but it's, like, calls. his house. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, how- I'm trying so to figure curious. this out. Yeah, because yeah. at least Dr. Love Robinson had, like, a storefront that he was yeah. working at. You know what I mean? Or he yeah. would, like, sneak into hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which again, I mean, a master stroke. I mean, just a, a brilliant manipulation, a brilliant deception. I, I always have to tip my hat to Dr. Love Robinson. I know, it's one if of you the haven't listened friends. to that episode, that was one of our first ones. You need to go back and listen to it. It is completely absurd. He was doing vaginal exams on grandmas as a 17 year old. <laughs> he was Doogie Hauser. He was just walking, he was Pussy Hauser. <laughs> So I have an article that I'm interested in reading, and it's Shoot, babe. from Nas- National Geographic, and it's called Hot Water, The Bizarre Sex Lives of Ocean Creatures, and it's, a, it's based on a book by this guy, author Mara J. Hart, and it says, author Mara J. Hart hopes fish getting busy will remind us to get busy on ocean conservation. <laughs> okay. All right. So the interviewer asks, what made you decide this would be a great book to write? Yeah. I was at a party when a woman said, I just wish I could be in the body of a guy and know what's going on in their heads. I said, yes, if only we could be parrotfish. <laughs> the conversation stopped. I said, yeah. they start as females, and when they get to a certain stature, they become male. So one fish knows what it's like for both sexes. Everybody wow. had wide eyes, so I thought, let's see how far I can take this. I said, imagine you're fishing on a reef, and you're catching all the biggest fish. You're taking out all the males. This adds a totally different level of complexity to management. What? Later, I overheard someone from the conversation telling another guest at the party, did you know fishes change sex? I thought, that's it. The ocean has the most bizarre sex stories. If we talk about sex and make it funny, we can weave in these conservation messages because ultimately, successful sex is at the heart of sustainability. It drives the abundance we all depend on in the ocean, whether it's food or reefs that protect our coastline or novel medicines. Brilliant. Beautiful. I love this guy. I love this guy. For Valentine's Day, which marine creatures could give pointers in being romantic? Lobsters. Yeah. Their romance comes after some pretty kinky foreplay, including the love potion of mutual urine showering. <laughs> nice. Followed by cohab- cohabitation. Yeah. A female does this Piss really cool play. thing. Yeah. She lifts her big claw up and taps the male, first yeah. on one side, and then the other like she's knighting him. I like that. The message is, stay with me, baby. We're about to have some action. Hell Yeah. Then she molts, <laughs> leaving okay, cool. her soft-bodied and very vulnerable. This is just like what we do. Yes, we molt, we shed. But the male is a tender lover. He gently uh-huh. picks her up in the legs, cradles her, and rolls her onto her back. And then in the min- missionary position, they get busy. 
Wow, I had no idea that lobsters had like engage in like sexual intercourse and like foreplay. I thought that well, because they're bugs, right? Like, well, yeah, but they molt; they just become the bug underneath the shell. Yeah, I guess for, so. For Soft, slimy. It'd be like if your skin melted off of you when <laughs> we fucked. Yeah. Um. So, because I always imagined that like bugs reproduce by just like spraying eggs and then Onto like one another <laughs> yeah well yeah just yeah well okay so frogs spawn in this way where like the male frog will get on top of the female frog the female frog will just spray a bunch of eggs out and while that's happening the male frog will just spray a bunch of sperm oh and they hope it and they, yeah and they'll connects. like exactly yeah so i just figured that like lobsters would like pump a bunch of eggs out into the water and then the male lobster would pump a bunch of sperm out and there was no like sexual intercourse no, apparently involved. there's intercourse damn bug bug mm, fucking bug fuckers wow it says what marine animal has the toughest in the dating world yeah male sperm whales literally cover the entire pacific ocean looking for a mate using Whoa. sound to navigate and likely sending out signals that help show off their size Wow. Unfortunately, they're often competing with sonar testing, oil and gas exploration, and ship traffic. Damn. Human activities have made it more difficult for them to find each other through all that noise. In blue whales, they have been documented as singing lower in the register in recent, recent, in recent decades. Um, overfishing had wiped out the population by 95%. Can that or be blue true? Whales? Jesus yeah. Christ. Wow. Researchers Fuck. suspect that after whaling, blue whales were needing to shout, where are you? <laughs> At a higher pitch, which doesn't travel as far, but Come is louder. fuck me. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's tragic. Those poor whales. I know. And now they have to compete with like the, the oil rigs, which I guess are just like, that's like, porn i guess i guess like, yes yes <laughs> all the sperm whales are busy swimming around the oil rigs going like oh yeah fuck and they can't find each other in the ocean anymore so it says what wild kinky ones totally surprised you yeah Osidax, which i don't even know what that is Osidax, which uh -huh. means bone devouring in these worms, the female live on the bones of dead whales that have Whoa. fallen to the deep sea. Uh -huh. Researchers found females with sperm inside them but couldn't find the males. Turns out what they thought were sperm were actually the males. Oh, shit. You have this female packed with microscopic dwarf males Damn. who just shoot out sperm into her all day. <laughs> That's somebody's fantasy. That's one of our listeners has that same fantasy of being a tiny, tiny guy who lives inside the vagina of a giant woman and just sprays sperm everywhere. I mean, listen, <laughs> marine animals are it's kinky, real. apparently. This wow. is this is great. This is like this I think is I have to go brand, even babe. further into this yeah. topic. They'll never like, teach us in Florida public schools. Never, never, guys. Yeah. Never. But you know, this was all inspired by our yeah. Last minisode where uh -huh. we talked about manatee sex, and yeah. there's so much about manatee sex that we didn't know. Yeah, like they constantly have sex with members of their family. Yeah, constantly. And it's it, they can't like they don't make any distinction between male and female, so they're constantly having rough gay sex with their their brothers, brothers and fathers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is it, again happening in the the ocean. Right. Happening in the, the marine waters off the it's state of Florida. It's wild down there. And we all know about dolphins. So Oh, dolphins you know. are crazy. They dolphins rate. are like, yeah, if, 
Okay, I could make an analogy here. Manatees are like orangutans. They're like peaceful and slow moving. And dolphins are like chimpanzees. They're like fucking freaks. Yeah. Freaks they rip, rip each other apart. Off. Yeah. Yes. I think they're what. Dolphins and chimpanzees are one of the, I think, maybe four species of animals that engages in rape mm-hmm. in the entire animal kingdom. And like among murder, which is right? humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rape yeah. and murder. Yeah, exactly. Both of them. There's, it's, it's fucking insane. We also did an episode about um, John Lilly, Dr. John Lilly, who uh, took dolphins into a like house and tried to teach them how to speak English. And while that was happening, he had this like young lab tech who's working for him who developed a sexual relationship with one of the dolphins who like wouldn't like listen to prompts or like do the experiment correctly unless he was, unless being, he was jerked being jerked off. off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, all in the name of science, guys. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Okay, I have a little Floridian uh, anecdote for you. And this is sometimes I just will get on Reddit. And I'll just go to the Florida subreddit and see what they're all talking about. And mostly it's them complaining about the price of housing, mm. which is like, there's, there's this one guy who's like, how come I can't find a fucking uh, a house with more than one bedroom and bathroom for less than like $500,000? You know what I mean? Wait, really? Yeah. He was like, I can't Even find- in Florida? Yeah. No. I'm, look, I'm driving around looking for, well, especially in Florida. Florida- Florida housing prices are like off the chain. And I guess it, I just like I'm I'm a coastal elite, you know. So I'm always like, yeah, you know, it's the worst. New York in like and San Chicago Fran, and LA, LA and San Francisco yeah, uh-huh. are like the places where you can't fucking buy afford a house to live. or afford no, anything. No, it's totally all over the country. Oh, but shit. in Florida, it's worse than almost anywhere else because everybody's moving there and buying up all the housing. Yeah, wow. and there's a huge housing market. Like people are developing like crazy, um, but all of them are getting snapped up. And the, the prices are just absurd because, like, the insurance prices are going through the roof. Remember right. we talked about that a few yes. episodes ago? Insurers are refusing to, like, <laughs> refusing to cover places in Florida because it's just, like, the natural disaster, disaster is right imminent. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. like, going to happen any moment. Like sinkholes and all that. Flooding, worse. sinkholes, yeah. hurricanes, fucking thunderstorms. Like, it's just, you know, you can't build a house there and get it covered with insurance. Um, anyway, so I, I like, most of them are complaining about shit like that, saying like DeSantis is a fucking moron, like I can't buy a house, like everything's expensive, what the fuck's going on? But this guy had something interesting to say. He said, Flor- this was posted by <laughs> MemeLord666. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you got it, you know, credit oh, where credit's due. I know that guy. But he says, Florida drivers are the worst drivers in the United States, which I can absolutely, I can absolutely corroborate. They are fucking crazy. And we've driven in, we've driven all over the place. I've driven in New York City. I've driven in Los Angeles. I've you drove dri- in Italy? We drove in Italy, famously like their maniacs over there. Florida is by far the worst. Because you've got a mixture of meth heads, uh, construction workers... Uh, people in gigantic lifted pickup trucks that r- are rolling coal and don't give a fuck about a single other living human being, uh, geezers who can't see over the steering wheel, and people who like don't even have driver's licenses. Or yeah, and you know. mix in people who might be fine drivers, I guess, but they're tourists, so they don't know where they're going. Yeah, they've never been here before. Never yeah, been exactly. Here. Like exactly. they're making wrong turns. So, been living here for almost three years now, coming from the great north. I've done a lot of traveling on the roads, and I can say that next to Georgia drivers, Florida drivers are the worst. 
Just take a trip on 275, especially in the afternoon, and you'll experience some of the dumbest drivers on the planet. It's so bad that I felt the need to purchase a front and a rear dash cam. A lot of these people don't know what a turn signal is and don't use especially when switching lanes on the highway. The speed is so inconsistent that I cannot even use cruise control. You have slow as fuck drivers in the left lane and want to be NASCAR drivers in the right lane. My absolute least favorite thing is the whole like get in where you fit in mentality. A lot of these people would rather cause a car accident being impatient and weaving in and out of lanes versus playing it safe and passing when there's space instead of a small gap. Dude, that... Drive through Tampa. That's all it is. It's just people just fucking like playing fast and loose with your and their lives. I just thought of one other thing that might contribute to this. Yeah. So like aside from tourists who come from like everywhere, you know, in the yeah. country, but also like, you know, that there there was a lot of European tourists last time we were in like the Tampa oh, and Sarasota point. Yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Um, but like people from Latin countries, like they also drive like crazy because oh, yeah, just 100%. driving in their country is like there's not really a speed limit. Right. Like, <laughs> the you know, traffic really, cops just, are fewer and further between. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I remember being in a car in the Dominican Republic and just being like, Jesus. Oh Christ. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've done it in Guatemala and just fucking white knuckled. Yeah, it's and you're wild. like going over mountains. And it's so and shit. normal to them. That's just how they drive. Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly. Just how you drive. Exactly. But that might add to it too. That's you a know? good point. Yeah, there's a heavy like immigrant population mm-hmm. with, from probably from a lot of countries that don't have like as standardized rules for driving as we do. Um, Don't let me forget about the amount of times that I've had to wait longer at a green light or wait for the next cycle of the guarded green arrow to make a left turn because some asshole is paying attention to their phone. I notice that all the time when we were in Florida. Literally everyone is texting while driving. Probably because you have to be driving all day like to do anything or get anywhere. In the state, but like, so you get bored because you're in your fucking car all the time. So you pull your phone out. But I notice that all the time. And it doesn't matter how old they are. Old people, young people, parents, fucking children, you know, anybody behind the wheel of a car also has their phone out. It's fucking nuts. My insurance in this state is $100 more than when I was living up north. And after driving here for a bit, I understand why. Oh, God. Um, first comment is my biggest gripe is how many people drive with drive with unsecured cargo. I can't tell you the amount of times I've driven behind some truck filled with trash or rocks that end up flying towards me at sixty plus miles an hour. Jeez. I know it's fucking insane. Now speaking of Florida automotive issues, um, Florida gas prices have increased more than almost anywhere else in the country. Why? Between August 22 and August 23. They've increased about 5% as opposed to uh, Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Massachusetts, Vermont, which have decreased around 10%. What? Um, which reminds me, were you aware of the gas tax holiday that happened in Florida? No. What? Um, so there was, a, there was a day that essentially the state government of Florida was like, okay, today we are not going to charge gas like tax on gasoline sales right um and that was right before uh uh ron DeSantis election it was just a politically you know useful like little little holiday that ron dion uh wanted to have um but so what happened was gas stations kept the prices exactly the same 
which meant that the customer was paying the same dollar amount, but the gas station was not paying taxes on the gas. Oh. So instead of that savings being passed on to the customer, <laughs> it was all totally kept by the gas station. Oh my goodness. Which is what, ha- that's the kind of like fuckery you get when you like say, oh, okay, we're a business friendly state. We're going to do shit like this. For sure. All right. That's all I've got for today, babe. Yeah, guys. Another um, one in the can. Boom. Success. Send us your Florida stories. We'll read them on air at floridawoman.pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at floridawoman.pod, I think as well. Um, you can also find us on Patreon if you just search Florida Woman Podcast. Um, what else? Oh, give us a rating and a review. Our ratings are really good, um, but we haven't gotten a review in one year. Change that for us, please. Uh, we love you guys so much. It's true. And we just came out with a new Patreon episode just last week that's all about a, a high school principal who used, like, amateur hypnosis techniques on his students to, like, get them to excel at school but it accidentally wound up uh, making three of them commit suicide. So just, you know, if you're interested in stuff like that, check out patreon.com slash Pod, and you can subscribe for as little as $3 a month. Come on, man. That's less than a Starbucks coffee. That's, that's such less a than boomer a, thing to say, Nathan. It's, such, it's less than a gallon this. of gas in the state of Florida. That's a good one. So there you go. Check us out. Um, we love you. Uh, we kiss you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mwah.